Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With LuckyLandSlots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Visionary Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Avery, and I want to thank you so much for listening. I want VRP to serve as a podcast for individual growth, motivation, and inspiration for life's journey ahead. Everyone has vision, but the question is, who are you and what are you looking for? In today's episode, I'll be planning an interview that I had with a fellow recovering warrior by the name of Chris Ross. The first time that I met Chris was two weeks ago on social media. He and I probably don't have anything or a lot in common. The one thing that we do have in common is we're both recovering warriors. In our interview, Chris and I discuss addiction having no barriers, ways that recovering addicts can help other recovering addicts, and much more. Hey, what's going on, Chris? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm blessed. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Man, I want to take the time out and thank you for uh, even taking the time to do this uh, interview. I know that um, you know you're you're a busy man, and, and time is short for you uh, in between time. And so, I appreciate you for taking the time out and doing this interview. Um, Chris, me and I just met. It's kind of weird how this has all been uh, unfolded. I will say it's an act of God. I feel like you know sometimes um, God does send people, um, and you know how we connected being mutual friends of a Facebook group um, is, is what stood out to me. Um, we live in the same town. And, and so um, I felt like, you know, you know, a, a part of my project, uh, this project uh, visionary radio podcast was to speak on the future as close as we can. Um, and I see within society that a lot of our peers and even older people haven't really brought up and spoken much that much about the future. And I think it's important at this point in time in history. But with our unique uh, situations, Chris, uh, you, you and I are re- re- recovering warriors. Um, and, and, I, and during this project, I, I wanted to make, I feel like God wanted me to make a point of encouraging those out there that are in recovery. Uh, if, some, if, you're, if you're out there, brother, sister, fighting through an addiction, keep pushing. Love that. Keep pushing. Be a warrior. Um, and I saw that in Chris. <laughs> Chris and, and, Love and that. I, Love uh, that, dude. So, Chris. <clears throat> We, I, I was led into kind of thinking like I met a lot of friends back in Oklahoma during my episodes of drug use, but those friends that I ran with, they were white. Um, and some of those friends that were white, they were really wealthy. And I was, I've always been curious as to why and what led wealthy white people into drugs. Um, what's your story, Chris? Do you mind sharing right now? Uh, I absolutely do not mind. Right. 
Um, my name is Chris. I'm a grateful, whole, recovering meth addict. Um, and, and I don't know that I can relate to the wealthy white man. I can relate because I'm white, but I've, I've ne- I don't come from money. Uh, I come from, you know, the streets of North Hollywood, California. Um, and then that led me into foster care at, at 12. And, and I went to 12 foster homes. I was moved out of state to Utah to foster care. Started struggling after that. Um, and, and I can't relate to having a lot of money because I've never had it, you know. Uh, what I can relate to, right, is, is that addiction knows no financial boundaries, knows no race. Um, I've, I've been a part of Narcotics Anonymous Zoom meetings from people in the UK, from people all across the world who have the same recovery story, the same hope, the same addiction as I do, you know. Um, so, so that's my take on that. And, and, and man, that's, and I can relate, and, and um, I've, in Oklahoma there, that was just the circle that I was in. Um, but yeah. I have friends mm. that are black that are in that, um, uh, that have come from, you know, the brokenness that I can relate in that instance since, uh, but I was always curious to what led my white brother or sister into, you know, this addiction. I personally believe that, you know, drug addiction, um, and this is going to sound crazy, Chris, but I, and I kind of feel like some of it is kind of ordained, like you never really know who's going to be tapped with that drug addiction like no way no you know way. what i mean and, and it just unfolds nope. and and i feel like as as we fight and battle through that recovery we kind of um show what the human is capable of you know what i mean because it's, it's a it's a, it's a long difficult road it really is and um so uh what you said your drug of choice was methamphetamine yes yeah that, that was mine too man and Boy, was it rough! Like the energy hey, that meth is brutal. Yeah, it is. The energy that it, that comes along with it, um, that really kind of like the deeper you get in with meth, uh, meth use, the darker. That's how I felt. You know, the darker I became. You know, and and well, I thank God for never leaving. You know, what what kept you from going completely dark? Um. I would have to say probably my relationship with my kids. Um, they're, they're what kept me alive. They're, my relationship with them through my struggle, um, uh, I, I don't know how to say it, man. Um, I, was in, I, a, I was a hair, right, a hair from that dark side you're talking about. You couldn't put a hair between me and that dark side. Um, um, I was man blessed with an opportunity to come to treatment again uh january the end of january after a stint in jail uh after one of my many stints in jail and prison and uh i got out of jail january 31st got the treatment february 1st woke up on a saturday man my soul was open and my mind was open and my heart was open and my actions were open and my thoughts were open and i took my hands off the steering wheel and i prayed and i said higher power just give me a teachable spirit. Um, I was that desperation. I was done with that desperation, right? And I've done a lot of hard work, a lot of hard work since then. And I've done a lot of hard work over my 18 years of addiction. Um, I believe it's powerful that you cannot forget where you come from, and you can't you can't completely start a new chapter without picking things out of that old chapter that you can grow from and and implement those values that you did learn because you did learn some shit in that. I learned a lot of that, a lot of things in my addiction. 
Um, but what comes to mind first and foremost, man, is my kids. My kids, I've, I've never went a week without talking to my kids. My kids never fail to answer the phone and tell me that they love me, regardless of how I'm struggling. And I've, I've been at times brutally honest with my kids, you know, um, because I didn't have that chance when I was a kid to ask my dad, you know, why aren't you there for me? Or why am I in foster care? Or why, you know, just all those questions that, 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 they come to mind, like you don't understand why your parents are there, aren't there. And, and I wanted them to understand, you know, that that I love you guys, and and you know, your dad's struggling, your dad's making bad choices, and, and, and know that it's not my, you know, it, it's there's a reason for everything, you know. Um, but I mean, I guess to lead into that a little more is, is you know, uh, I guess that awareness and that. It's all God, dude. That's what it comes down to, right? Is, is on, on February 1st, God touched my soul. And I've done a lot of work, right? Treatments and, and so on and so forth over the last 15 years. Uh, many times in treatment, prisons, treatments and prisons and jail. And, and I did work on my behavior, but I didn't change my thoughts. And I wonder why I kept falling on my face. And I changed my thoughts and my behaviors wouldn't change. And I was wondering why I kept falling on my face. And, and nothing clicked, right? And no matter what, right? I was a victim of an attempted murder-suicide January 6, 2012. My girlfriend, Nikki, crashed the car into the Horsey's Reservoir in the mountains. Killed her instantly, rest in peace. Um, I had $380,000 worth of medical injuries. And I still couldn't put down that drug, right? I only had more reasons to get high. Um, back to the behaviors and thoughts. Like, right? My soul opened on February 1st. And I started, like, this awareness that came with my thoughts and my actions and that soul work, right? Because it's a holistic repair. It has to be a holistic repair. You can't just take the thoughts out and expect to be different. You can't just take the actions out and expect to think different. You've got to fix your heart. You've got to fix your mind, body, and spirit. That spirit piece, the, the core belief work, and the, and the work I've done on the inside of Chris is the foundation of who I'm being today and who I'm going to be into the future to these other people that I need to reach out to with my story and connect, right? Because there are people out there that have nothing but a phone, right? And, and they're about to put a needle in their arm or they're sitting in an empty motel room or they're sitting in an empty bedroom and they have no connections. They have no support. They're isolated. They're lonely. They're, they're you know, by choice or, or whatever. You know? And my hope, right, my, my, what my higher power puts on my spirit is that they reach out to their phone, right, and they will see my story. Hi, my name is Chris. I'm a grateful, grateful recovering addict. I put needles in my arms for years. I smoked my courage for years. I can relate to what you're going through. And this is how you get out of that if you let me guide you. And that reaching out to people, man, and that support, right? Because you can't do anything without people, you know? I don't want to say anything because I, I tend to stay away from absolutes. Um, you might be that, you know, that person that can, that can do things without people. But I'm not one of them. And, and I venture to say a lot of addicts still suffering today rather need that connection and that support. That's, that's pivotal. That's, that's the cornerstone to recovery for me. Wow. That was beautiful. That's higher, hey, that's higher power, dude. That's a, I said a prayer before Woo! we started this, right? I, I said, God, please take the ego out of what I want to do. Yes, give me humbleness. Give me humility. Put this message out in the avenue that it needs to get out because it's a powerful message. You and I are both in recovery, and that's how we connect. Sir, right? And this, yeah. connection, this, this connection that we have doesn't stop here. It's not going to stop with me, and it can't stop with you. I appreciate exactly. what you're doing. Uh, Man, hey, listen, you moved me, dude. You send chills down my spine. Anyone that's listening, man, hey, 
Chris, we, we're going to work together. We, we need to get your message uh, and create a platform for Chris and our brothers out there that are suffering and our sisters that are out there suffering. Because and, and, our I, children, I have, and our children. And our, exactly. But, you know, I have a bond with recovering addicts. I, I, can't, yeah. I can't disconnect that bond because, it's, like you said, you can't forget where you come from. It's a part of who I am now. So yeah. I'm gonna, I, the rest of my life is to encourage and support as best I can those that are in recovery. Yeah. And people like you need a platform, man. People like you need hey, to be yeah. heard, bro. That was beautiful. We're, we're almost, okay, I can't say we're. I feel it in, the, in my heart that I'm ethically obligated because of what I've been through, right? Because of the power of what I've been through and because I'm a continuing success story with the work that I do daily to reach out to somebody that I want to reach out to anybody. If you're an addict or if you're not right, we can learn from each other regardless. Addiction is addiction. Dependency is dependent. Um, and I, there's probably very few people on this world that walk through life without some sort of dependency. It's just as to whether or not it affects your life in a destructive or exactly. negative manner. You know? exactly. But um, those walls that we have with people who are not addicts, right? right? They have power to help people. You can get on a social media platform or any platform. You can walk up to an addict on the streets, right, that you don't know who needs your smile, who needs you, and say, hey, you know, I've never been into drugs, but I know how to love and I can help you, so how, how can I help? And that question. Some things are just undeniable, and I would mm. act on, you know, uh, deceitful compulsives back you know, in my day of using drugs. Now that I'm sober and strong enough to allow God to work, I act on the good compulsive, if that's a, a saying. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. But, but, but I immediately felt like I needed to act on trying to set something up with you so we could talk, you know, talk about, because I'm, I'm, I'm a year and some change within my recovery now. I, I, hey, um, good job, dude. I good job it. on that recovery, dude. Thank you. Thank hey, you. we're changing lives one crowd of you at a time, dude. I'm proud of you for that, for yeah, real. I appreciate it. Thank you. But, uh, but, you know, moving here, man, um, I did, a, I relapsed for a couple months and, um, I've been sober, you know, ever since, you know, and so, um, there is a, there is that struggle. Uh, my wife, you know, she can relate to it in her own perspective and from her own shoes. But as the user, you know, it's kind of hard to, to talk about, you know, and, and, um, ways of me fighting with, it. or, um, it's hard to really kind of bring up with my wife, like, Hey, some, some things that we do, kind of takes me back you know what i mean and, and sure uh, absolutely and, and i think getting advice from you or other people out there that are living in the same situation i think we need that that group um and i think there's groups out there like that like right. i've seen, I've seen right. a few You're a right. few podcasts but here in fort collins I, I would like to be a part of something like that you know just someone we can sit in a big circle and just talk you know and, and yeah give each yes. other advice you know yeah so I'm with that. And Chris. take advice and, ta and, and take, take advice, advice right? Exactly. exactly. Uh, hey, there is, there is somebody in recovery, right? 10 years that I can learn from. And exactly. if they're not open enough to learning something from me, then it's not an I'll save you and you save me type of situation. Right. That's called right. selflessness right. or selfishness, you know? Yeah, it wouldn't work. Um, I agree. No, if, you know, we got to have, it's, and it, it's, it's guiding, right? It's being a guide. It's, it's not telling you the answers you need. It's guiding you to the answers that you already have inside you. You just don't realize you have them yet. And please let me as a recovering addict help you too, though. You know what I mean? Ooh. All right. This is in our own backyard, Fort Collins. Uh, Fort Collins, A, will represent Fort Collins recovery strong, dude. Sure, recovery strong. I'm with it. I'm with it, man. Uh, so, Chris, with, with, with all that's going on, in the world today, and we kind of just touched on it. 
Let's be exact, though. Let's be exact, though. Okay. How can Let's we motivate others to get sober? Um, so, touch on what do you mean the way the world is? Like, give me an idea. You know what I mean? Are you talking about, like, COVID that's going on? Um, because there's a lot of the, you know. Uncertainty. Uh, um, there's a lot of the uncertainty. that's going you, Hey, that's a good thing. Oh, I like that, the uncertainty, right? That's what and led me to get is, high. Hey, life is full of that. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And yeah. uncertainty crosses those addiction barriers. They cross those lines. There, there isn't a life in this world that doesn't have uncertainty, right? But how you embrace that uncertainty, whether it's on a global scale, a national scale, state, city, county, or inside of you, determines who you are going to be, whether you're in recovery or not. And that uncertainty, like, this is how I lean into my uncertainty, right? Is I open my eyes about four to four, about four forty-five in the morning, and I, and and this is what I say, higher power. I'm grateful for today. I'm grateful and open to the growth and the humility that you could bring in my life today. And higher power, I am enough. And with that, if I'm approaching an, an, an uncertain situation or something that I feel like is out of my control, man, I reach out. Um, and how can we, um, with all that's going on, how can we motivate others to get sober? By putting your stories out there. Ooh. That's the first thing to come to mind, right? And, and it, doesn't, it doesn't matter how your story needs to get out there. It doesn't matter how my story needs to get out there because that's higher power. I take my hands off that wheel. I step up to the plate. I eat up and digest that vulnerability and that uncomfortable work. And I say, my name's Chris. I'm a humble and I'm a grateful addict. Here's my story. And somebody cannot connect with that story unless it's out there. I'm telling you, dude, it's powerful because... Because I don't have, right, prior to reaching out on social media, my, my supports, you could count them on one hand minus three fingers or two, right? Um, and I have reached out to social media in an uncomfortable way because people, every, that's, that's the world seeing your shit, pardon my friends. Um, and my network, man, including you, right, is, is being built daily and hourly, right? I have people that are reaching out to me from across the United States, dude. And why? Because I'm an addict, because they were an addict too, you know? Um, so that's my answer to that is to get those stories out there. I want to go back to the, it doesn't matter if you're an addict or not, right? Because you have a story and somebody can learn from your story. And it's about making people better. I want to change lives. And, and hey, it doesn't matter if you're an addict or not. It matters to me because that's a level of, despairing connection that I can connect to an addict with that will pull them out of their crap. Um, and I get what you're saying about having kind of a barrier between me and somebody who, who isn't necessarily experienced addiction. Um, because there's a level of empathy there that they just, you know, have a hard time connecting with and they don't necessarily understand what it's like to be walking down a road and see a meth pipe and go back to that addiction. Right. And how you handle that uncertainty by reaching out or whatever makes or breaks who you are, you know? Um, but that story is it, dude. Get those stories out there, man. Ooh. Thank you, God. Chris, please uh, share, you, God, share, 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 share their listeners your email. How can they get a hold of you, Chris? Um, uh, my email is robert.ross7876jt at gmail.com. And, and they can find you on Facebook too, right? Yeah, my Facebook is Chris Ross. So I go by my middle name because of Bob Ross, the painter. My first name is Robert, and hey, that's just kind of funny sometimes. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. So I have, I have three Facebooks, right? One of them is powerful, and that's Chris Ross. 
I'm in a, a gray hood uh, sweatshirt, and you'll see a set of lockers behind me in the picture. The other two, not so good, right? That's the difference between addiction and now. So yeah. feel free to uh, feel free to look at them both. You know, you, you, you will witness different levels of despair. I promise you. Um, and that spirit shines through me, dude. The spirit of recovery, the spirit of my higher power. If you want to see what it looks like, look at the eyes of an addict in current use and an addict out of it, and you and you'll see higher power shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Chris, if you don't mind, how old are you? I'm 44. 44. Okay. But yep. I, I, you're you've got a lot of wisdom, and 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 I uh, to my boomers out there, don't take this offensive. But I, I think millennials are more motivated to listen to. I think you guys are uh, Gen X or Gen Z. I forgot you guys' uh, generational uh, listing, generational listing. But I, I feel Mine? that. I, I, I couldn't tell you, dude. I know I'm getting old. That's all I know, dude. <laughs> well, well, well I, I was wanting to try to make a comparison to just how, how this world has transformed. You know, we're, we're seeing a lot of uh, people that have fell to that addiction of uh, pain pills and other drugs come to the surface now as adults, you know, and, and, and where, where so are you trying to compare? Are you trying to compare like those generations? Well, just, I just kind of make a, uh, highlight the, um, the, um, the outcome. So we, you know, during that, we, we've seen in the, the headlines, uh, you know, these communities being wrecked by pain pills, but that was happening well before the headline. So it was a buildup. And so now it's all at the surface when we have adults that have been faced with that pain pill addiction are adults now and they battle against that. But then there's those strikes like maybe getting arrested or in some type of trouble. And then um, there's still that getting their life in order and, and, and why we're late getting our life in order is because of the addiction. And I think there's billions of us coming to the surface. So I was just wanting to try to make a, a point of that, you know, uh, how that generational uh, effect has happened from, you know, pain pills, meth, and all these other drugs that have been coming to the mainstream side. So it's had, yeah. it's had a boiling point, mm-hmm. I think we're facing. Yeah, absolutely. So what comes to mind when you say late, right? Hey, we aren't never too late, there right? I'm, I'm a little bit, I've, I've been, and no, you're good, dude, but, but that's, 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 right? That's a reservation that if I allow to plant inside of my mind, right, then, then I'll, I'll kind of feed on that, right? Um, we are never too late, dude, right? And we're Always never too time. early, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always on time because it's God's time. And, and it doesn't matter what you, man, many times in the middle of my addiction, people said, hey, you're right where you need to be. And I said, you're out of your mind, right? But I know now that I was meant to go through what I went through at the time so that I could be who I am. Now. You know what I mean? And sorry, I get to talk a little fast, but man, it's powerful for me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Those, genera- those generations you're talking about, Generation X, Millennials, yeah, you yeah. know, um, there's a lot of barriers there, you know, yeah, there is. Um, those barriers, they don't have to be there. Right. Because there are similarities in addiction, right. Whether it's heroin, methamphetamine, cocaine, uh, uh, you name it, alcohol, desperation's the same, obsession's the same, cravings the same, the negative results, the legal issues, the destruction we cause our family and loved ones. And we don't know why all of that is the same. The questions when you're sitting in your room and you can't understand why you're getting high and why you can't stop. I guarantee you every addict, if you are an addict, can relate to that. And if we let, if we allow that connection right there to connect us, right? If you're 18 years old, if you're 16 years old, if you're 45, we know who we are because we are strong recovering addicts. And if we let down that wall, man, there's beauty in that. 
Oh yeah, definitely. And, 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 hey, skinny skinny jeans or no skinny jeans, right? Cowboy yeah. boots, bad matter. Whatever yep. you know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep, you're right, man. You're right. We're all in this together. And and, and you 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 touched it and you grabbed it. And I'm glad you did because we we are always on time, um, and and you're right about that, man. And so I'm glad you grabbed that and 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 put made that point. Uh, but you, uh, hey, so, I'm an, I'm a recovering addict first and foremost, and if I don't grab those moments right there, my risk my, my recovery is in jeopardy. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. puts everything I'm doing in jeopardy. You know what I'm, I mean? I'm so I appreciate you letting me do that. <laughs> yes, sir. Of course, I'm glad you did. I'm, I'll do that anywhere, right? Because I exactly. have to. Yeah, yeah. You're right. <clears throat> So do you, do you feel like addicts um, and recovering addicts uh, here in Fort Collins have the proper resources and services in place uh, for anyone that wants help? Um, so that's an interesting question, right? Because if you want help, you're going to find it. Yep. You just need the avenues to be able to find that. And that comes with our stories. When we put our stories out there, we connect to a peer support specialist in Denver who reads that, right? Yeah, 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 and yeah. says, hey, hey, I got you, right? There'll be two people out of 100 that can help you. So, but as far as the local situation, like, there's not, to be honest, you know? And, and what comes to mind in that is, is a gentleman on the streets, right, who's, who's, who's in that despair and who goes, you know what, I don't want to pick up today. How do I not? And he doesn't have anywhere to go, you know? that will take him in that day and say, here, because that choice right there, that awareness is a pivotal point in an addict's life, right? Um, so no, we don't have a resource that somebody can walk up to and say, hey, I'm struggling, I need a bed, I need a detox, I need something to start up this journey. You know, we don't have, I, the, the opportunities I've had for treatment have been repercussions and the results of my legal issues. Right. Um, you know, yeah. IRT, intensive residential treatment, I got here at the halfway house, there are treatment centers in Denver, you know, that you have to be on parole or probation to get to. Um, you know, there's not a detox in Fort Collins. There's, and I believe I read in the paper that they're going to open one up here in the next couple of years, maybe. And that's beautiful. Yeah. But as far as, and, and there's a, there's a, a, a program in, in Fort Collins. I don't know if I'm allowed to say the name, but Harvest Farm that will take um, people off the streets. It's called a new life program. It's not necessarily addiction and recovery focused. It's spiritual. You know, and, and if you approach them with, hey, this is my addiction and I need help, they will help facilitate that. Um, but there isn't a structured addiction-focused treatment center that a person on the streets with no money can walk into. There, there's intensive outpatient, there's ILP, right? Um, but when I did ILP, intensive outpatient treatment, you know, I'd go to one or two groups a week. And, and if that's all the access I have to recovery, I'm going to tell you what I did. And, and in those moments outside of those groups, my head's callous because I kept hitting the floor. You know what I mean? Uh, wow. Hey, so do we, do we have a couple more minutes? Are you, are you good on time or? Hey, we have, these guys were humble enough to say you have as much time as you need. So. Oh yes. Awesome. All right. So I, I was, I was wanting to go to, you know, um, kind of go into the future now. So we're talking okay. about we're talking about adding some. So what if we add certain services? Like I, I've I've thought about like because uh, Fort Collins is uh, the only city or town or state that's lacking in recovery programs. Oklahoma is like that as well. And judging by my own individual research, it's like that around the United States. We really don't know a way forward for people that run into or are tapped by that addiction spirit. We really there's not yeah. a system in place, and I think. Now for the future, we have an opportunity to put the system in place. 
we got to make it a priority now, you know? And so I think speaking uh, from a headache. You have to, dude, right? Yeah, yeah. You have to. Yeah, I think speaking from it's a not, it's not enough. It's not enough for me to, I don't mean to cut you off, dude, but it's not yeah, enough okay. for me to get my story out there, right? Because I can only do so much with a recovering. Right. I can share my inspiration and my strength and my hope and say, this is how I'm doing what I'm doing. But at that point in time, when they get the goosebumps and they connect with that story and they say, hey, I see how you change and I now know that I can change. How do I? We need a resource to be able to connect them with, with, with certified addiction counselors, therapists, people who live and have studied for 12 years and based their life on changing people's lives. And I don't have those abilities. I'm humble enough to know, you know, that I, I don't have the credentials to be able to walk you through what you need to go through, you know? Um, but that, we could be the setup and, and those, with the credentials let's do can, that. And the, those with the credentials can be the closer. You know what I mean? Like I've always let's thought like that, that. Pop, that pipeline, take that back. One of my relatives have been in a, a system of rehabilitation but, you know, they worked within that uh, industry. They worked for the company um, that mm. put, uh, that they had a, excuse me, they had a business that the rehabilitation company ran that my brother or my relative worked at. Um, mm -hmm. But after his stays over, what, what happens with the job? Like, he still has to find another job and then he has these marks on his record, mm. you know, and then, yeah, yeah. and then the rehabilitation may not have been adequate enough. So I, maybe that's that's a direction of from rehabilitation to to, to career uh, path, you know. And but you know, it's just I guess it's part of just maybe doing this conversation, and maybe we can pick yeah, up on this. Let's hey, keep going on it. Let's get let's get it out there, dude. Right? And yeah, yeah. And I can I got therapists too where I'm at that I'm plugged in with, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people people who do this for a living, and I can get advice from them as to what they see. The sure. need being because they, they're on another side of the fence, right? They see the criminogenic needs and, and the recidivism and why we recidivize and, yep. and, and some guidance from them, right, um, can kind of lead us into that direction. And, I mean, all the education and knowledge we can get from people, you know, who see that side of it and are willing to share that side of it with us in a humble way and they know it's heart-driven and, and to save lives, um, let's do it. You know what I mean? And let's get a hey, – I believe they have angel funders out there. Um, I mean, let's let's put that to the test. You know, it's okay. I want to fund. I want to fund project. I want to fund projects, and I'm here. Here's some money to to put to whatever is good. Well, let's challenge that. It's time for you to step up to the plate and and meet us. You know, we'll come a little farther than fifty percent. I'll come seventy percent if you'll come thirty. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, um, yeah. for recovering addicts for sure. Yeah. All right. Hey, let's 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 close here. And if you don't mind, uh, maybe we can pick up next week. Um, and we can Absolutely, talk about, and then we can, do, and then we can talk about action steps next week. Okay. How's that? How's that? Absolutely. Yeah. We'll All break right. apart what kind of action steps we're looking at and, okay. and I'll get as much, I'll get as much guidance from, from people who know far more than I do. You right. know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and we'll definitely go from there, dude. I'm on board with whatever you need, with whatever anybody needs. Um, how can we find I'm, you, Chris? I'm, how can we hey, find you? I gave up. I gave, uh, I'll give you my, hey, I'll, I'll give you my address, dude, as long as you no, want to come over no, and talk no, no, about no. Jesus and recovery. <laughs> no, 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 I, I mean, in terms of social media, in terms of social oh, media yeah. and, I, and email. I blasted, I blasted my Facebook out there and my email. Um, I have a phone number, whatever, man, you know, it, it's, I can only do so much, you know, I, I can, you know, um, but yeah, I'm definitely out there and, and I'm, I'm open to advice as to how I can get out there in, in other directions, you know what I mean? Um, okay. 
I've used I've used social media for destructive things, and I'm learning, right? And and that goes with anything, but I'm learning that there's beauty in it too. If you use it for the right things, and your heart's in the right place, you know. Exactly, I agree. I agree. All right, well, hey guys, this has been Chris Ross, man. Uh, what a great conversation, Chris. I'm hey, all. Man. I'm, I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate power, it, Chris. right? Hey, I appreciate it too, man. Thank you very much, dude. Some things are just undeniable. We all struggle with something. But what is that something that we struggle with? To me, becoming aware of that struggle is the first step to recovery. I want to give a shout out to my fellow recovery warrior, Chris Ross. Chris, man, I appreciate you for taking the time out. I appreciate you for being open to my randomness of even really shooting you the email to, to do this. Throughout this process of identification, I've realized that I'm a makeup of a lot of my poor decisions and one big blur of my life and a lot of my poor decisions came from drug use. I have learned to live a better life from those mistakes and I felt it was right to reach out to Chris. I, I saw that he and I were in the some of the same recovery groups and we live in the same town and so I listened to God and, and that's what came out of it. Um, and really the purpose for the interview was to give insight of the possible future for those battling addiction. If you're out there battling something, man, keep pushing. I'm with you in spirit, man, and be a recovery warrior. And don't forget, everyone has vision. But the question is, who are you and what are you looking for?